Welcome back, listeners, to Sandman Stories Presents, a folklore podcast where I read you to sleep or until the next story. I'm your host, Dustin. Today we are back in the book of South African folklore, written down by James A. Honey. In the first story, Lion tries to sneak up on Baboon, but Baboon is smarter. In the second story, we learn how the Baboon lost its back hair. In the third story, we learn about when Lion could fly and how he lost that power. And in the final story, we learn why Lion should listen to his mother. Okay, let's begin. Story number one, Lion and Baboon. Baboon, it is said, was once working in the bamboo while sitting on the edge of a precipice. Lion slowly snuck up on him. Baboon, however, had fixed some round, shiny eye-like plates on the back of his head. Lion thought the Baboon was watching him, so he waited until Baboon turned around. Then Baboon was able to watch him as Lion crept as quickly as possible to get close to the Baboon. Every time Baboon put his back to him, Lion stopped and hid. When Baboon turned around and faced Lion, Lion thought he was creeping up behind Baboon's back. Thus, when Baboon was actually looking at him, he crept up. When he was near him, Baboon looked up and Lion continued to creep. Baboon muttered, While I am looking at him, he sneaks up on me, while my hollow eyes are on him. When at last Lion sprung at him, he quickly laid down his face, and Lion jumped over him, falling down the precipice, and was dashed to pieces. The End Okay, and story number two, the zebra stallion. The baboons, it is said, used to disturb the zebra mares while they were drinking. One of the mares became the mother of a foal. The others then helped her to suckle the young stallion, so that he might grow up quickly. When he was grown up and they were thirsty for water, he brought them to the water. When the baboons saw this, they came down and blocked the zebras from being able to get a drink. While the mare stood there, the stallion stepped forward and said, You sons of the gum chewer! The baboon said to the stallion, Please open your mouth so that I may see what you live on. The stallion opened his mouth and it was milky. Then the stallion said to the baboon, Please open your mouth as well so that I may see. The baboon did so and there was some gum in it. But the baboon quickly licked some milk off the stallion's tongue. The stallion became angry at this, took the baboon by his shoulders, and pressed him on a hot, flat rock. Since that day, the baboon has had a bald place on his back. The baboon said, lamenting, I, my mother's child, I, the gum eater, am outdone by this milk eater. The end. Okay, and story number three, When Lion Could Fly. Once upon a time, Lion was able to fly. At that time, he ate any animal that he chose. The bones of his slaughter were kept in his front yard. He enjoyed them being a monument to his power, so he did not want to see them cleaned up or broken. 
he made a pair of white crows watch the bones and left them behind at the kraal while he went to hunting. But one day, the great frog came and broke the bones into pieces and said, Why do men and animals die? Then he added these words. When he comes, tell him that I live at yonder pool. If he wishes to see me, he must come there. Lion, who was lying in wait for the game, wanted to fly, but he found that he could not fly. Then he got angry, thinking that something was wrong at the crawl and returned home. When he arrived, he asked, What have you done that made me not able to fly? They answered, Someone came here, broke the bones into pieces, and said, If he wants me, he may look for me at yonder pool. Lion went and arrived while Frog was sitting at the water's edge and tried to creep up on him stealthily. When he was about to get a hold of him, Frog said, Hoo! And he dove to the other side of the pool and sat there. Lion pursued him, but as he could not catch him, he returned home. From that day, it is said, Lion walked on his feet and also began to stalk his game, and the white crows became entirely silent ever since they said, Nothing can be said of that matter. The end. Okay, and the final story. Lion, who thought himself wiser than his mother. It is said that when Lion and Gurikosip the only man, together with the baboon, buffalo, and others were friends, were one day playing a certain game. There was a thunderstorm and rain at Arosham's. Lion and Only Man began to quarrel. I shall run to the rain field, said Lion. Only Man said, I shall run to the rain field. As neither would concede this to the other, they angrily separated. After they had parted, Lion went to tell his mother about the things which they had both said. His mother said to him, My son, that man whose head is strong atop his shoulders and chest, who has punching weapons, who keeps white dogs, who goes about wearing a tuft of a tiger's tail, please beware of him. Lion, however, said, Why do I need to be on my guard against those that I know? Lioness answered, My son, take care around him who has punching weapons. But Lion would not follow his mother's advice, and the same morning, when it was still pitch dark, he went to Arosham's and laid himself in ambush. Man also went to the same place that morning. When he had arrived, he let his dogs drink, and then bathe. After they had finished, they wallowed. Then Man also drank, and when he had finished drinking, Lion came out of the bush. Dogs surrounded him as his mother had foretold, and he was speared by man. Just as he became aware that he was speared, the dogs drew him down again. In this manner he grew faint. While he was in this state, man said to the dogs, Let him alone now, so that he may go and be taught by his mother. So the dogs let him go. They left him and went home as he lay there. The same night he walked towards home. But whilst he was on his way, his strength failed him, and he lamented, Mother, take me up. Grandmother, take me up. Oh, me, alas. At the dawn of day, his mother heard his wailing and said, 
My son, this is the thing that I told you. Beware of the one who has punching weapons, who wears a tuft of a tiger's tail, of him who has white dogs. Alas, you son of her who is short-eared, you, my short-eared child, son of her who eats raw flesh, you flesh-devourer, son of her whose nostrils are red from the prey, you with blood-stained nostrils, son of her who drinks pit water, you water-drinker. The end. I always enjoy reading these stories. Uh, one thing that catches me up is the writing style of Dr. Honey. Yeah, he's writing this in South African English about a hundred years ago, so obviously the grammar is going to change a bit. Some of the words are going to change. But the short asides and the matched sentences are very hard to read without a bit of a rewrite. Still, it is cool to see lion, baboon, and man interact. And zebra, too. I'm looking forward to more of these stories, although we are nearing the end of this book. And the podcast shout-out is to just the zoo of us. Ellen and Christian, two really kind folks, bring up an animal, grade it on a scale of 1 to 10, and then talk a bit more about it. It's great for wholesome entertainment, and these two hosts couldn't be nicer folks. And if you like their pod as much as I do, go and give them a like, a rating, and a review. And the listener shout-out is to Lima, Peru. I had a fun time on my layover to Ecuador. The downtown area was very pretty, and I felt very safe. I was surprised by the name of the park, named after JFK. There were many cute cats, and the restaurant was very kind to me when they found out that I was vegetarian. The one downside was taking the duty-free bottle out of the airport and then not being able to take it along with, despite it still being sealed in the duty-free pack. That stunk. But I love Peru, and I would love to see more of it. And so to my listeners in Lima, I say, muchas gracias y buenas noches. Thank you, and good night.